Welcome to the Miami Sports Pod. Will Manso, Clay Furrow, Duke Lane getting started uh, this week. As times get slow in the summer, it officially gets slow now, guys, because the Miami Dolphins are done until training camp. And I know that we can't make too much of the guys in shorts and no pads and no hitting. And that's why we've kind of stayed away from camp for a little bit, these mini camps. But I think now that it's complete, I think there seems to be a general feeling uh, within those in the media that have been there a lot. And Clay, I know that you could speak to that. You've been there a few times throughout the summer. Uh, And just the feeling in general from those who witnessed the practices that Ryan Fitzpatrick is ahead of Josh Rosen in the QB battle. Number one is, I want to get your take on it. Number two is, should we be surprised? Number one, yes, uh, for sure. It's it's pretty significant, the gap right now between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen. Now, Rosen has had some moments, especially through the last minicamp portion of this. You know, you had the OTAs and the minicamp, the voluntary portion, and then the mandatory portion, and maybe the learning curve started to uh, to straighten out a yeah. little bit for Rosen, so maybe things started to get a little bit better, but he's still significantly behind Fitzpatrick. Now, should we be surprised? I think knowing what we know now, no, because this is what we know now. We know that Josh Rosen has been running with almost exclusively the backups. Mm -hmm. Uh, So naturally, when you're going out there with the backup offensive line, the backup receivers, you're going up against the first-team defense a lot, you're going to struggle a lot more than the first-team You're not going to get time to throw. You're going to be running around. I get it. Absolutely. I also think a big part of this, though, is the amount of time between – when Ryan Fitzpatrick got here and when the trade was made for Josh Rosen, the amount of time that Ryan Fitzpatrick got to study the playbook, got to work with his receivers, figuring out how they cut in and out of their breaks, I think that's really playing into this a lot as well. Now, what we don't know is once Josh Rosen gets a little more up to speed, once training camp starts, once they start mixing things up where he's out there with the first team, because I guarantee you he's going to get some snaps with them just to see how he does, how much – does that change? Do you think that Fitzpatrick is still that far ahead of Rosen, or is he able to close the gap enough to where he starts to get the first team reps in practice and then also in preseason games? And I think there's a, there's a another question that goes into this whole competition, and that's what are you looking for in this competition? If you're really generally, and I understand, look, every coach is coaching a game to win a game. I, I get it. Look, from a coaching perspective, you'll never get that reasoning other than we're trying to win football games. But I think we could step back and fans can step back and, and take a look at the bigger picture. And, Dookie, my question is, you know what you're getting with Ryan Fitzpatrick. The upside is there is no upside in the sense of he is going to be a solid quarterback who is smart, maybe the smartest quarterback in the league, maybe the smartest player in the league. Uh, from an intelligence standpoint and given his experience from a football knowledge standpoint. But you have got a guy that will take chances at times. So you know that the the pick sixes will come and the mistakes will come. They have his whole career. Even when he's gotten hot and, and won you two games and played well, he's had that two or three game stretch where he ends up getting benched because he, he starts throwing the ball all over the place. But again, you have a guy that could learn a system, understand a system. But he's a guy in his mid to late 30s who's clearly not the quarterback of the future. So all that said, shouldn't the focus really be on finding out if Josh Rosen is your guy, or are we at the point now that the Dolphins are just going to look at this as, I I don't care if Josh Rosen is the guy. We just need a guy to win football games right now this season. Brian Flores talks a lot about being aligned, right? About the front office being aligned with the coach being aligned. But here's the reality. Brian Flores has waited his entire life to become an NFL head coach. Mm -hmm. Brian Flores is looking at more tape, more throws, more practices, more film sessions. He is looking at absolutely everything, and he is not going to put out a guy 
to take a flyer to see, well, you know what? We gave up a second round pick for this guy and he was a former top 10 pick and we really have to see what he's going to be. No, Brian Flores is trying to win the next game. That's what he's doing. That's his job. Organization cannot fault him for that. If he thinks Ryan Fitzpatrick is a better quarterback, that's who he's going to start because he's the head coach and he's there to win football games. He's not thinking about tanking for Tua. He's not thinking about trade value. He's not thinking about. No, but here, I want you to keep going. But here's the problem: isn't his boss thinking that? Well, and that, so Brian Flores, in a sense, has a pass this year. Because Stephen Ross basically laid out the pass in the sense saying, Absolutely. hey, we need to start thinking big picture, not just about winning games this season. I mean, he almost Stephen Ross almost criticized Adam Gase for trying to win games. Yes, but that's not how Brian Flores is thinking. I would argue counter to that, and I think Brian Flores can make a reasonable counter argument that would be, look, if Josh Rosen can't beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. then how good is he? If this guy, and, and this, is, this is actually a question I have, I've asked Clay off the air, and I'll well, ask we, him. We, we've talked about it as well. But well, I want to. I want to specifically ask Clay because Clay's been out there a couple of times, and and this is my question. Okay, I've heard a lot about Josh Rosen. We've seen him in college. We've heard a lot of criticism for you know from him. My question is, watching him play football. Obviously, the caveat being he's playing in shorts and it's a brand new system, et cetera, et cetera. But my question is, watching him play football, as a guy who's watched football your whole life, does Josh Rosen look like a guy who is a top 10 NFL draft pick at quarterback? Because that's what he is. So when you look at him... What he was. Well, well, I mean, no, he, he will forever be a top 10 drafted well, I mean, NFL quarterback. We, but that changes. It's almost like buying a car. When it leaves the lot, it immediately loses value. Sure. It, 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 it changes. Now, all of a sudden, you're just a certain thing. I mean, but when you, when you look at him... Do you go, okay, he's raw, but no, I totally see why he was a top 10 pick. I, he, or, oh, yeah. or do you look at him and go, man, that – because I remember like Josh Heupel was here, mm-hmm. and he was he was the Heisman Trophy winner out of Oklahoma. I think he's the UCF coach now, mm-hmm. uh, national champs. and uh, Worst quarterback I've ever seen in Davey. And when I saw – seriously, when I saw Josh Heupel in Davey, it was spectacular. He could not throw past the line of scrimmage. He was a lefty who like he he, he like lo- he's a lefty who looked like it, a yeah. it looked like a and shot put. And no, he looked he like, like he looked like a lefty who was who was right footed yeah. and like trying to throw. Like it was amazing. So I wonder where sort of where Rosen falls on the high pool scale. <laughs> So, so who's at the other end of that continuum? I mean, if you've got uh, Dan Marino, would Dan, Dan Marino would be the other? Well, end he's of closer to Marino than he is to Heupel, so we'll say that. Uh, it, to, to your original question, do I see why he was taken with the top ten pick? Yeah, I, I can see that there are the tools there. He's obviously a very smart guy. Now, Ryan Fitzpatrick has the tools too. Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard, so he's a really smart guy. Ryan Fitzpatrick has also had an up-and-down career, a journeyman career, and is never stuck as a starter Nice to see a guy from Harvard have some success. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, So, yes, I I, I see somebody who could potentially be that guy. Uh, The problem there, though, is that you have a lot of guys who show the physical tools that they could potentially be that guy, but then they never quite get whatever it is, whether it's not being able to make decisions quickly enough, just simply not getting the ball out fast enough, not making the right decisions, whatever it is. There have been a lot of quarterbacks over the course of the last, what, 30, 40 years when offenses have started to pass the ball a lot more that, yeah, man, they, they look like they could be Dan Marino, then they go out there and they look like Dan from the drive-in movie theater down the street. So... I feel like with with Josh Rosen, the things that I'm seeing right now 
where he's, for lack of a better term, failing, could be attributed to a number of things. It could be attributed to not knowing the playbook quite as well yet because they're, they're still installing and, and he still had to catch up to Ryan Fitzpatrick. It can be attributed to playing with all the backups. It could be attributed to not knowing how his receivers go in and out of breaks and, and maybe the receivers not necessarily knowing uh, where to be, what, what depth to take on there. It could be attributed to all of that. So, so how, long, how long do those air quotes reasons, unair quotes excuses, how long are they valid? At what point do we say, dude, you can't like we all know Ryan Fitzpatrick. If you if you named every quarterback in the NFL and you put him on a long list and you stacked him in order, he's not on the top half of the list. So at what point is Ryan Fitzpatrick beating Josh Rosen out a cause for concern? Well, here's... I don't, I don't know about the, that. I don't know about concern. Well, and, and again, I, I think we're parsing terms here a little bit, right? So if if the San Diego Chargers, now the L.A. Chargers, had known at the time that Drew Brees was going to be Drew Brees, they probably wouldn't have let him go and then spent a high draft pick on, on Phillip Rivers. As good as Phillip Rivers has been, they would have probably spent that high draft pick and tried to build around Drew Brees. Uh, if people knew Tom Brady was going to be Tom Brady, he wouldn't have lasted until the sixth round. So you have to understand, too, with Josh Rosen, he's still, I think, what, 20, 23, 22, 22 23, 22. So... There is there is plenty of time for him to improve as a quarterback. I think the problem, though, is that, and it's by the way, it's not just a problem. It's it's a double edged sword. It's it, it can be a a good thing. It can be a bad thing. The Dolphins don't have enough invested in him to stick with him if he does not knock their socks off. And right now he's not. Now, what I'm curious to see, and this goes back to your original question, if if you're if you're asking me. It, when is there cause for concern as far as him being the starter week one? I think if by the second week of training camp, he and Fitzpatrick are getting equal shots with the first team and Fitzpatrick is continuing to blow him away like he is right now, then I think you probably have to reevaluate things. If he's starting to close the gap a little bit, then you kind of sit back and say, all right, we're going to give these guys an equal shot in the preseason games out there with the first team and see which guy is able to, to step up and shine. And then if it's really, really close, then you got a decision to make. Uh, but going back to your guys' original point with this, if it's not close, if Fitzpatrick is still that far ahead, if he's anywhere near as far ahead then as he is now – then it probably means he's not your quarterback moving forward, and at least you know when you can make that move in 2020. Our sponsor today, Vera Motors, when you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you there's no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera Cadillac Buick GMC Pembroke Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera Cadillac Buick GMC. Vera Cadillac Buick GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. I guess... I can't get too caught up, though, into this if he doesn't knock your socks off or he doesn't catch up to Fitzpatrick because it's just so early. I mean, here we are in early June talking about, you know, about uh, games that, you know, I guess he games till August, real games till September. I mean, uh, to me, this was just the catch-up period itself, just getting here, learning the system, getting getting, you know, used to the system and, and the change because it is, quite frankly, a big change. A year ago, this guy was the franchise in Arizona. Now it was the cast-off sent away for nothing, going to a situation where they're already talking about tanking for Tua, the fan base. He went from, as Dookie said, a top-10 pick to this really quickly. So my thing is, I think you have to give Rosen time to adjust. I, I can't imagine that the Dolphins didn't look at enough film 
and already have seen enough to know, hey, this guy has got the talent. Now, can he take that talent and make it something else? If it was a situation where they looked at film, they said, no, we just don't see it. We don't see a guy who could be a guy who, why he was a top 10 pick. We don't see that kind of quarterback. I don't think they would have traded for him because I think the Dolphins would have been fine with just playing this season out with Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is why they originally signed them. The Dolphins were, this was, wasn't always the plan. Hey, get Fitzpatrick and see if you can get Josh Rosen. Just the way it progressed mm-hmm. as the draft approached and the Cardinals were clearly going to move him, I think the Dolphins rightfully so said, hey, let's start reading into this. But I think this year has to be considered kind of a wash year in the sense if everything goes to hell this year and the Dolphins get a top two or three pick, you're going to get your quarterback of the future in the next draft. And if the only positive to me that could come out of this season isn't winning the seven or eight ho-hum games that the Dolphins always win every year and frustrate the base because they're not bad enough to be to get a great player, it's whether Josh Rosen is the guy showing you the things to lead you to that type of year. But that, but that's the problem, Will. Th- I don't think Josh, a problem at well, all. Well, that, I, that's the problem for Josh Rosen, right? Because... Yes, sure, take a month, learn the playbook, get used to it, struggle it out with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But what Josh Rosen has to understand, in my opinion, his career is on the line in the next six to eight months. And he knows it. That's it. This is his chance. This is his last chance to be a starting quarterback in the NFL because he's not competing with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's competing with Ryan Fitzpatrick and whoever the Dolphins are going to draft in the first round of next year. And so if he can't beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick, he sure as heck isn't going to beat out Tua or Fromm or whoever, whatever quarterback they go with. And if he comes to Arizona his first year, gets destroyed, gets a second chance here in Miami, battles it out with Ryan Fitzpatrick, is meh, they end up drafting a quarterback who's better than him. He's a career backup. I don't care if he's 22 or if he's 28. That's just the way the NFL well, works. I don't know about that. It is Ryan, totally Ryan forgiving. Fitzpatrick became a starter late in his career after having ups and downs. Anyway, you know, you get. I think Josh Rosen could be a quality, decent quarterback. Maybe a starter now and then, starter late, later in his career. But we're talking about is he a franchise quarterback? Whether Josh Rosen could be a valuable quarterback for the next decade plus and start some games, I don't think many people question that. Especially in a league where finding quarterbacks is so hard. But we're not trying to figure out if Josh Rosen is a quarterback in the NFL. We're trying to figure out if Josh Rosen is a franchise quarterback. And I don't think a month in shorts is going to prove that. I don't think a month is going to change the take on that. No, and that's why I, I think, and, and Dookie, don't stop me if I'm putting words in your mouth. I, I think there's an understanding amongst all of us right now is that none of us are, are jumping off the ledge right now with this thing. Because of just what you said, not only are they just in shorts, but man, he's not even out there playing with the guys that he would play with if he were the first-team quarterback right now. So I, I do see, by the way, a lot of overreaction from, from people who are well, that's out what there. we do. It's social media sure, is what does sure. it. You need the I instant reaction. That. I get it. I do see that. I'm not I'm not in that camp by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, I wouldn't. If, if Josh Rosen looked good in shorts the last month in the reports, I was only out there twice at one race. No, lies. I was out there once. So I can't sit here and tell you, like, Hey, I, I, if I, if Josh Rosen played well in this in these shorts the last month, and and the, all the words where he looks great, I still wouldn't be saying Josh Rosen is the franchise quarterback. Just like I'm not going to say that he's not, because you just can't. When training camp comes, when 
the games come, when the preseason action comes, like you said, when he gets those chances with the first team in pads and action, we'll get a better sense of the comfort level. But even then, I don't expect Josh Rosen, you know, we jokingly mentioned Dan Marino earlier, I don't expect Josh Rosen to come in and look like Dan Marino in preseason games. No, no, it, but he, he at least looks like he's throwing with the, the hand that, that God made him to <laughs> throw with, uh, yeah, Un, unlike Josh that Heupel. Quite, that, that experience was... National that, champs. It, it, national champs. So, I, you know... I kind of answered my own question because I, I was out there at, at minicamp. But by the way, uh, Brian Flores, we've said this a few times, really nice guy. He ain't giving us nothing, uh, which is fine. If he wins, nobody is going to care. And and I can guarantee you all the beat writers, all the reporters who cover the team, all the TV guys, all the radio guys will not care because they're just so happy to be covering a winning team. With that said, he's not going to tell us why Josh Rosen has run just about exclusively with the backups to this point and I was kind of wondering is he just that far behind is he is he just that is he just that far behind Fitzpatrick and and the more I thought of it guys I I really feel like this is more of a you're installing the offense you have 10 other guys on that first team who most, if not all, have the level of knowledge right now of that offense that Ryan Fitzpatrick does because they've been here about the same amount of time, working with the coaches about that amount of time. So I think the feeling is don't put Rosen out there and let him make mistakes of not knowing the Mm. offense at the risk of of taking reps away from the other 10 guys on that first team that do know the offense. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it was more something for the collective of the group during this install period where you're getting to know the offense. And then once training camp rolls around, and this is why when you asked me about when, when would you start to be a little concerned, mm-hmm. once training camp rolls around, if he doesn't know the offense well enough to be playing with the first team and he's still struggling mightily, then I think you start to wonder, okay, just how long are we going to let this go so right now no I'm, I'm not concerned yeah I will say this though and and I don't think it's a shock but I don't think it's mentioned enough because I think people are, want a definitive answer Fitzpatrick's the guy Rosen's the guy Rosen's legit Fitzpatrick, whatever they're both going to start for the Dolphins this year at some I point I think you're right you know I, yeah. I don't see either of these guys starting all 16 games so we're going to get an understanding I mean and and look I think we're going to see good Fitzpatrick this year I think as he's done with every team mm-hmm. He's going to have games where he's going to win you a game with that magic, you know, that fits magic and all that stuff going on and, and throwing four touchdowns and 400 yards because this is what this is his MO. This is what he's done the last few years mm-hmm. with some bad teams, with some OKC teams. I mean, he, he just does this. He will do it again. The bigger question is how will Josh Rosen respond to that when he gets his chances? Is he going to go out and have the 10 for 23, 112-yard three interception games or is he going to be able to to show that he can have these kinds of games and form some type of consistency? I think the one who is the most consistent and can do that will then all of a sudden get more starts. And if it's Rosen and he proves that he can win you games in a comeback fashion and be that guy, then maybe you start to learn as the season goes on. You know what? We may have ourselves a quarterback. Can can I raise my hand and be the first one concerned about this Josh Rosen thing? Honestly, I I, I and the What's reason the concern? here's the concern. We've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick for. Over a decade. No, no, I mean, I mean, what is the concern? Uh, my, my Josh cons- Rosen stinks. Nothing, con- nothing happens to the well, Dolphins organization. Well, my concern, right? I and and ultimately, if the goal is to tank, this isn't organizationally. Like, this is, concern is, let's say Daniel Jones sucks for the Giants, right? Well, no, that's I, concern. The, the you reason- invested a top six pick in, in a guy, and he stinks. That's different. Okay, well, well, Clay's talking about how he's running with the first team. All the and Clay, correct me if I'm wrong. All the talk I'm hearing from Flores is basically what they're asking of the quarterback is get in and out of the huddle and 
snap the ball effectively because none of the exotics are being put in. The very, very basic offense is being installed. That's it. Just the just the very basics we're running through. Here's a hand. I mean, it, you know, the footage, we're only allowed to shoot the first 15, 20 minutes of practice. Yeah. So what we're seeing is here's a handoff. This is how you throw. Like just very base level. Obviously, they're not, they're not trying to break anyone's head out there. No, I mean, they're, they're, they're not, not tackling. No, like but, Fitzpatrick said, uh, hey, we're not even getting hit out here. Yet. Right. So, no, they're, they are doing 11 on 11. They are doing red zone stuff, a lot of red zone stuff. They are doing two-minute drill stuff. Good. So, they are doing a lot of that. And and so, I, I, I see where you're going. They have given Rosen chances to show what he's got. And and by the way, there have been times when he has. There there have been some times where you're like, wow, that was a really nice play. But Fitzpatrick threw a no-look touchdown. Look, so that's look, everybody. Look, is, well, yeah. look, look yeah. Tom, okay, so Tom Brady, okay? And I only invoke Tom Brady because Josh Rosen I mean, invoked. Look, we're being fair. We only mentioned Tom Brady and Dan Marino. I, well, I know. No, Josh Rosen and invokes. Josh Heupel. And Josh Heupel. Because there's no one in the middle of that's that. That's it. No. Well, no. <laughs> Josh Rosen himself invoked Tom Brady, right? He said he and he only said it. Well, he actually last year he said, however many rings he wins, yeah. I want to win one. Okay, so that is a guy who comes in with a chip on his shoulder, which some people didn't like. Maybe he's been humbled. Maybe his personality's been changed. But I kind of like that about him. That was the thing heading into the draft last year. That's what made me think maybe he has potential to be a special quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tom Brady, his whole career has played like the guy who was 199th draft pick. He's played with that chip on his shoulder he, he can name does. he can name every quarterback who was taken ahead of him and he's he has six rings he's over 40 years old so here's a guy who comes in top 10 pick all this hype sh- thought to himself that he was the best quarterback in last year's class was not the best quarterback in last year's class has a garbage season because he plays with a terrible team here's his chance here's his second chance he's coming in and everyone's like well you got to be patient with him he's got to learn the playbook i mean like where's the I would June, I but mean, I would expect December. Trust me, we're not having this conversation. I would expect that Josh Rosen would act and play more so play than act because I understand he got into some trouble for speaking his mind. But I would expect that he would play like he was on fire, like like he well, like he, he understood the he gravity of it, and like he was the, insulted. I don't, I, I don't understand what what when is he not playing like it's all right. He's going out there, he's trying on the system, and we don't know what he's doing behind the scenes. He's there in the meeting room. He's and, not beating and, and, out Ryan Fitzpatrick. Look, who, who, but beating up for what? There is no competition and, right now. This is this is all. There's no decision to be made. A, a competition is something right that you're going to have a result. If you're in a battle, if you're if you're running a race, if you're there is no finish line right now. The finish line is down the road. To me, this is just all the precursor to it. The preparation, getting them. Uh, like I said, this was all getting them acclimated. The real competition starts in training camp. Did, did you hear? I know I told you this, Dookie. Did you hear Josh Rosen slip a little bit the other day? When he I may was, have. When he was talking about this this quote-unquote competition, are you competing with Ryan Fitzpatrick? And essentially he was asked, how do you feel when Ryan Fitzpatrick does something well? And and Rosen said, look, I, I mean, when he does something well, I, I try to figure out how he did it. Mm-hmm. And, and then I try to put my own spin on it. Because, you know, uh, you know that way I'll be better once the real competition starts in training. I, I mean, we are really competing right now, too. Absolutely, we're competing right now. But himself a little... So I think what you're saying is true. I, I, think, I think the behind the scenes is stuff they're looking at, too. How does he prep? How is he, how is he improving daily? How is he in the meetings? How is he 
learning the little nuances of the offense that we have no idea about. I thought that was telling, though, to your point about when the real competition gets going because he feels that way too. And I wonder, at least I I think, maybe he just misspoke or maybe that is exactly what's going on there. And I feel like... Maybe this was all by design. Maybe they, they let him know, look, you're coming in here through minicamp, OTAs. You're going to be running with the second team because your knowledge of the offense is not up to where Ryan Fitzpatrick is yet. Once training camp comes in, everything goes. And and the better player is going to take yeah. the first team reps. And look, again, with, with Brian Flores' new Bill Belichick-style media policy, we will never know if that is what they told him. But... I do think that at least Rosen believes the real competition will be on come late July. By the way, I, I, I expect he's good. By the way, I mean, Brian Fitzpatrick's a good quarterback. I, th- I mean, he's a solid quarterback. He's gonna, he's going to be that way. He's going to be the, the solid guy, and and you got to beat that out. I mean, that's that's on Rosen to be better than just solid. To to answer your question, why why do I care and why am I concerned? I would like to see Josh Rosen succeed. I and would. See, I think that's and, fair. And, and and I'll be honest. But with, the problem is no, June. Though, I, I that's fine. But I I will admit my bias. I would like to see Josh Rosen well, succeed. Every especially, Dolphin fan, I think would. Especially, I'm not even saying this as a Dolphin but fan. But I'm saying every Dolphin fan I'm, would. I'm saying this as as someone who watched him in college, watched him in the draft last. Last year, I like the way he plays. I like I like his confidence. I like his game. I would like to see him do well. So it is concerning for me as someone who would like this guy to succeed. Even if even if ultimately it's not here in Miami. Even if he ends up moving on and the Dolphins end up drafting another quarterback, I want to see him do well in his career. And okay, fine. Maybe in May and June, the Dolphins said, "Pace yourselves, learn the playbook." But come August, whatever. It's on. Yeah, and, and starts late July. Or, or come, you know, come July, whatever. You yeah. can go home, hang out with your family, come back, you know, bury yourself in the playbook, come back in good shape, and you, you better win the job. But it, if he doesn't start day one, if he does not win in training camp day one and beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick, to me, well, that, that is that's a, a, that's a completely that, different conversation. That, if that he doesn't is, win the starting job, then yeah, I'm concerned because then I'm thinking to myself, okay, now you had the summer. I don't even care that they camp. gave up. I don't even care oh, that so, they gave up the draft pick because honestly, first no, of all, the so, Dolphins have a million picks next year, and second of all, even if he plays well, I think the Dolphins are probably still going to take a quarterback in the first two rounds next year. But so, is, I, I don't. I think the concern level, yeah, if he doesn't win the job in camp, if the game one barring injuries, just from a straight competitive one guy beat out the other. Yeah. If he doesn't start, yeah, I'm concerned. Because you said something, that, you know, hey, I want Josh Rosen to start, and I get it. You're not seeing it from a Dolphin fan perspective. But every Dolphin fan, I think, wants Josh Rosen to start because the only upside of this season is the, the upside would be you find out Josh Rosen is your guy. The downside would be Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh Rosen is not your guy. Ryan Fitzpatrick takes the job. Is Ryan Fitzpatrick? You win seven games, and you're back to square one with this mediocre crap, and not being able to get a stud quarterback unless you know. Luckily, they're stacking picks, but I don't know how. I don't know how much teams out there are going to want to just give up a, a, a Tua or one of these guys in next year's draft and just say, "Oh, sure, give us a few second and third rounders, and we're fine." Franchise quarterbacks, you know, they're hard to find. Other teams are going to be looking for them as well. So, I don't. The downside to this season would be. That if Josh Rosen stinks or isn't good enough, I shouldn't say stinks, but just isn't good enough, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's, it's not a good season. They're probably going to win more than two or three games if that's the case. That's the ultimate fear of every Dolphins fan is is more mediocrity because that's what they've had to deal with going all the way back to 
Ryan Tannehill's first year and before, frankly. It's been quite a while. I I, I feel like with Ryan Fitzpatrick, by the way, I think the reason why he is so beloved is he's a nice guy. He's easygoing. He relates really well to teammates. He's, he, he's one of the guys. And oh, by the way, He's just going to throw the ball up there if no matter what and give his receivers a chance to make a play. And that's why Ryan Fitzpatrick is Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's going to throw you a touchdown pass and he's going to throw a pick six. And either way, the receiver stats are still going to look good. So I, I, I feel like, unfortunately, with this, with this Dolphins, or fortunately, if you don't want them to be mediocre, with the supporting cast the Dolphins have, especially right now, on offense, you look up and down the line. The offensive line is going to be a problem. We know that's going to be a problem. We've known that's going to be a problem. I that, think that's really helpful right for quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I think they're moving in the right direction there. I thought the draft of Dieter was good. I'm curious to see how Isaiah Prince plays, um, but that's still going to be a problem. There is still no number one receiver on this team. There is still no guaranteed surefire number one guy at tight end there there are a lot i i, I do like Kenyon drake i think he's going to be i think he's going to get more of a there. chance to I show think with his him thing and i actually think yeah. they're fine at running back I, I agree but everywhere else there's going to be problems on offense to where even if ryan fitzpatrick goes out there and plays like ryan fitzpatrick i don't know that it's going to matter so i i feel like yeah i i think everybody wants josh rosen to win this job because they want him to be the guy because they want to know that that trade meant something and they're afraid that if ryan fitzpatrick is the guy you're going to have mediocrity and i just don't even know if the roster is good enough to get seven wins this year and that you know when they signed we had this conversation when they signed fitzpatrick remember a lot of people were opposed to it they thought he wasn't bad enough right Remember right. that? It was like, hey, you need to stink more than that if you're really going to tank. And I thought he was perfect for it in the sense that, you know, he's he's so up and down and the chances of him starting 16 games are slim to none. But that was before they got Josh Rosen. When you get Josh Rosen now, all of a sudden there is the hope that maybe the answer is on the roster yeah. where before that there was no answer, future answer on the roster. And there are fans that may be listening to this and say, good, I don't want the future answer on the roster. I want the future answer in next year's draft. But it's going to take you winning five or less games to have that opportunity. And and we'll see how everything stacks up. Look, both of these quarterbacks are going to have, you just mentioned with the offensive line, I think, and this is the part of the optimism of football and the optimism of summer that's beautiful. Every team right now, even the Giants, like if anybody listens knows that Dukey and I are Giants fans, right? I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a very realist when it comes to the Giants. I think the Giants are going to be awful again next year. But I'll read stuff about the Giants. You know, Eli's rejuvenated. And now without Odell, there's going to be other guys that are going to step up and you don't need everybody's going to chip in. This could be a surprise 9 or 10 win team. Uh, no, they're going to stink. And that's, a, you know, it's part of rebuilding. They're going to stink. I think sometimes Dolphin fans need to take a step back and understand this team's not very good. It's sort of by design when you get rid of a lot of guys and you start building in pieces. But you know it's summer when the articles are Josh Rosen sucks and Preston Williams is the next superstar (laughs) wide receiver. You know, it's like the former first-round pick from a year ago that's in short stinks, but the guy who's an undrafted uh, free agent wide receiver is the next stud. Now, both could end up being true, but that tells you how far in summer we are when that's what you're reading. Preston Williams does look really good, though. So can— can I can I derail an already derailed podcast? Because you said there is no answer, right? That was one of the things you said. Answer to what? Well, you just use the expression "there is no answer" to to the starting quarterback. Well, just yeah, just yeah, just the expression "there is no answer" reminds me of one of my favorite Sports Center moments of all time, and involves Shaquille O'Neal. And I think it might have been when he was at LSU, or it might have been when he was with the Magic. 
and he liked Shaq liked to come up with a lot Our of nicknames. Our sponsor today, Bear Motors. So Shaq said, your money in a- so Shaq, <laughs> said Shaq once said, my game is like the Pythagorean theorem. There is no answer. And the Sports Center anchor said, we didn't have the heart to tell Shaq. The answer <laughs> is C squared. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where you... Our sponsor today, Vera Motors, when you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you there's no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. They're kind of like Mill GMC Pembroke Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera Cadillac Buick GMC. Vera Cadillac Buick GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. I, I, I didn't realize that Chris Farley was taking over our potty. <laughs> you remember the time? Remember the time? Well, it just reminded me. Sports just reminded me of that. And, the, and he said there is no answer. His the answer was C squared. Like the Pythagorean theorem. Listen, Ryan Fitzpatrick no knows the answer to the Pythagorean theorem. He went to Harvard. That was awesome. <laughs> Josh Rosen probably does too. He's pretty smart. <laughs> Maybe you should learn the playbook, though, huh? You know what? You know what? Derailed it at the end. I was gonna say the worst part of this is like there's nowhere to go now. Like you we derailed. Well, we weren't going. Luckily, we weren't I, going anywhere. It felt derailed. Like the quarterback competition. It we felt derailed. Anywhere. We were talking about how it's summer. I th- I started thinking about that, and I was like, you know what? Next, next time, don't think. Either about that'll it. be funny, or they'll make fun of me, and it'll be funny. It's you remember, neither, you remember, neither. You remember the time? That- <laughs> We did a podcast yeah, on the Dolphins. In the middle of summer. Next time we talk Dolphins, there will be training camp. Because I, uh, from now to then, there's nothing going on. The guys are going to enjoy their summers as we are. Uh, we'll start focusing in. The NBA draft, not too far away. We'll start focusing on what Miami Heat may do. we got a lot to look forward to in the next couple of weeks. Thanks for listening to the Miami Sports Pod. The that answer was, was C-squared. <laughs> <laughs>